I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Guest, Jonathan Arango, and uh, I, I love this intro. It's great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into the microphone for my, uh, my radio voice for this one because I love it. Rapid growth and or rapid and sustainable growth is Jonathan's true passion. Building and nurturing, nurturing. Oh my gosh, this isn't going well already. <laughs> this is the beauty of being live, right? Building right. and nurturing meaningful relationships by providing an authentic client experience is Jonathan's calling. Empowering a team to do the above serves as the ultimate reward and satisfaction and provides consistency through excellence. Now, with 20 years of experience in retail management, working with companies such as TD Bank. TELUS, and now through Michael Hill, Jonathan has been able to really polish and strengthen his leadership skills and truly focus on providing the best customer service and support in the jewelry industry. Jonathan, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. Awesome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. So uh, in full transparency, um, you're here because you're my diamond guy and you're awesome. And we, we totally clicked when we were looking at shiny things. Um, I say diamond. I mean, not just diamonds, right? The store has watches <laughs> and uh, lots of cool stuff. Definitely. Uh, I want to bring you on here because a lot of people who we talk about run um, run like large corporate sales teams, but not so much in the retail space. Mm-hmm. And you're one of the few managers in the retail space that I've come across that really lean into the personal development space, that really get it. Um, and, uh, and so that was where our conversation kind of really started from uh, when we first connected. But tell me a little bit about what got you to this point where you're, you're running the store for Michael Hill here in Fredericton? Um, give us a, a little bit of the journey. Yeah, definitely. So I've, like, as, as I said, I've been in retail now close to 20 years. So I started off, um, believe it or not doing weddings. Um, as a kid, I used to assist uh, video and, and photography. So I used to do a lot of weddings and being from Toronto specifically, uh, there's a huge, um, what, uh, like European community. So I was always involved in weddings early on. So interacting with people. Um, and then, you know, it led me into retail. TD was the first one as a teller. And so you really got to understand sort of different interactions that way. Um, and then, you know, uh, quickly moved to TELUS. And obviously that was before I'm talking about the click wheel with the Blackberry <laughs> blue, the blue one specifically where, you know, that thing I'm dating myself, but that's when things started sort of started uh, then quickly to a palm trio. And again, I'm, I'm naming things that don't no longer exist. I, I, I can almost name the years of each of these products. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a different time frame where electronics and especially TELUS as a corporation was really centered on the experience of people. Uh, and then obviously you're providing a need, right? Technology has, has come such a long way. And then uh, I decided to challenge myself and, you know, I've met a lot of great leadership and managers that are within the Michael Hill um, company that brought me over. And I figured, you know what, jewelry is, is interesting because it's an emotional buy. So not really a need uh, specifically. So it was, it was interesting to sort of challenge my sort of what I've picked up through, through my experience uh, sales wise, how to connect with people in terms of, knowing that you know with jewelry specifically it's it's linked to some of the best moments of 
of their lives. So it's 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 more, it's more fulfilling, I think, because you're you're able to contribute to something that usually leads to to happiness in most cases. <laughs> in most cases, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, and, and that's one thing that I'll say when I sat down with you. Um, and, and I'll be transparent. I, I walked across the hallway to step into Michael Hill and I didn't really know. I mean, obviously it was a jewelry store because there were shiny things, uh, you know, shiny, going through at the mall. Uh, but when I came over, I went over to look at watches, right? But the experience that you created, it was just like, it, it was one of the most welcoming experiences I've had in a retail store. Like maybe ever. I mean, there's people that are good, but, yeah. but like, you created a phenomenal experience and I'm not sure whether it's specifically you or your team or the overall corporate energy of, of Michael Hill, but I know you individually played at least a significant part. Um, but you know, as, as we get in there, your team was out and everybody got to know everybody and conversations about dog parks and yeah. there's relationship building. And it wasn't just you, it was the whole team. Yeah. So, it's, it's um yeah, it's one of those things where, um, like they got to believe what you believe. So um, when it comes, and again, it could be printed specifically to sales, but like diamonds or, or even the store itself, when you create an environment, right? Like I, the way that I've always looked at it, cause I've been around a lot of t- great teams. Um, pretty much I've worked at every um, major mall in toronto so eaton center which is downtown toronto yorkdale which is one of the most expensive malls in north america really um square one uh maple view if you're going to burlington lime ridge if you're going to hamilton so i've been in various hot spots um and the environment and the energy i've been able to pull from there in terms of meeting different people from all walks of life uh whether it's executive or corporate to uh, tourists that visit from all over the world, you're able to sort of uh, learn from that and pull that into in, into relating to people, right? So the great thing about kind of what, you know, not just Michael Hill's, Michael Hill's been able to teach me specifically, but the, it's, it's, they enabled me to run my team the way that I truly feel passionate about. So getting to know them as people, but they're integral parts of a very complex system because they, everybody has their own strengths. So I think that the greatest thing that I've been able to accomplish being coming from Ontario specifically to Fredericton, because it's a huge change, um, is that you're, you're able to sort of lean in on, it's a community feeling. So you want to lean in, be able to lean in, not just on your team, but on everybody that, that you, you're, you surround yourself with that way, you know, and you've mentioned this, quite a bit actually in terms of, yeah, what can I do? How do I serve? And if you bring that mentality to a sales, specifically jewelry, which is like I mentioned, an emotional buy, then it is a relatable thing. Unfortunately in the industry that we're in, it's, we sell emotion, but it's one of the coldest industries. Like you said, you go to any specific store, I'm not going to mention names and and that's not just jewelry, just any customer service nowadays, it is lacking. It's almost like a lost art. So what we what I love to connect with is the the art of it all, but also ensuring that the team believes what you believe. So you know, back to what you were saying, I think you were mentioning about you know having a vision and stuff before in, in in previous content that you have, and that's true. You hit the nail right on the head with that. You have to have a vision that everybody can share, 
And if the vision is, you know, we, we, we're all adults, we're here to have fun, um, do our job, be consistent with it, and, and just know that, um, you know, further to lead building, that's the name of the game within uh, being in such a great community like Fredericton. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I know I've been in stores and I will say like jewelry stores, I won't name names because um, there's some other stores that are also great. Yes. Very large chains that mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like when you walk in, it's almost like you're annoying them because you walk through like, Oh, now I got to work. Now there's some that are great, but there's some that I don't, I specifically don't like walking into because I feel like there's this ugh, attitude. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, oh, all right. Uh, but <laughs> But so for you to be able to create an experience um, so consistently, and I say consistently because um, not just because when I walked in and when I brought my girlfriend in, um, that it was just a great experience for us. But at one point when we were in there, somebody walked out and said, I just bought this. She shows this ring on her finger and she said, these guys are amazing to work with. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at, get it. <laughs> like, yeah. wow, that was awesome. You know, yeah. um, and that doesn't happen at jewelry stores. Uh, no. No, it's happened in Fredericton either. Like, um, you know, not, not in the store usually. Yeah. And well, it's, it's, it's part of the success is, is again, I've, I've been lucky because when you're, when you're transitioning from one team to another and, and um, it happens with all of us in business, you usually inherit people. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right. So when it comes to team building, you usually inherit the good with the bad, so to speak. Right. Um, I've been lucky enough that in part, the core people that have been with the company and the store from the beginning are still there because they're very much responsible and are part of the success of the store, building the relationships, having the personalities and in jewelry, uh, specifically, you have to have that personality to sort of connect with people on a genuine level so much so that, yeah, we've created an environment in the store where, it does sort of become a hangout, a kind of like, uh, uh, you know, now I'm going to d- date myself again. Uh, cheers, you know, that 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 bar where everybody knows your name. Well, it's a jewelry store where coincidentally enough, we know their name. They know our name and it's the entire team. So I, I'm very proud of them and I'm very proud of what, you know, we've been able to accomplish in, in such a short time frame because it's I've been in the business like I got here. It's going to almost come up on two years in July. The first year was sort of adapting, which was a you know it's 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 tough because you end up figuring out what I'm used to in terms of how I approach the business in Ontario is completely different the way I approach the business in in the Maritimes because of the mindset because of just a lot of things like we can talk about cost we could talk about the land the beauty of it all the you know quality of air the connection to nature and yeah literally Maritimers are the most laid back fun charming people that I've met. So it's, there's a lot of good, obviously there's a lot of bad too. Cause you know, you only, not to get political with it, but you wish that there was more that could be done because again, it's a, it's just, it's a good community, but um, I was able to adapt into the second year to really, the name of the game has always been growth. How do you grow it? And the growth and sustainability factor is that relationship building. So the fact that I've been able to create um, or we've been able to create as a team or rather um, that hangout spot in a jewelry store is different. And I think it's, it's only possible because it is Fredericton um, and because of the people, which is really cool. So I, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I love the people in, in the city. I generally 
I'm happy that I'm here. It's not just, well, I got a gig, I got a promotion. This is my due diligence. I got to put into time, which again, some people can look at it that way, but more importantly, I do genuinely love the people that walk in there and you try to give them not just uh, the best deal possible and, and beautiful quality jewelry, but you also want to connect their story to it. Cause that's what makes more sense to me. That's, that's top of mind that, you know, that pink or purple box with the brown bow is going to be the thing that they'll think about when they have something to celebrate and to really be happy. And especially in the times that we're living in now with, you know, social and physical distancing, it's going to, it's something that represents that normalcy of, Hey, you know what you mean? this much to me. I appreciate you in a relationship. Here's a piece of jewelry that signifies that. And that's sort of what I, you know, I'm proud of doing in a way. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and another side note, I, I pretty sure, in fact, I can, yeah, I'm 100% confident. Yours is the only jewelry store I've ever had a seat in. Oh, that hangout environment. That is pretty interesting because you're right about that. Yeah, um, you know, even I've been even to the really nice watch stores in uh, in Phoenix. I didn't sit. I tried on some really nice high price watches. Never had a seat. Yeah, the attention to detail there, Jeremy. That's actually huge, man. Um, you're right. There is there is um, a more of a relaxed component when you're able to have a seat because I've worked at stores where. Uh, I've stood up as well, right? So, because we have certain stores in in Ontario where it's you stand up because the counter space is set a little higher. Yeah. Um, so therefore, but I've always found that yeah, if you can sit down with the person, that means you have their ear. That means you have their time, and you're able to what we all know in sales break down the resistance because there's no matter what, no matter what application you want to. Um, go to jewelry specifically being the example we're using now, but every sales interaction is like a story. There's always three parts. There's the beginning, there's the middle, and there's the end. A lot of it, um, I want to say it's equally as important. They're all important, but you know, the, the, the middle of it, which is where you get them to sit down is the, is, is the real magic because you get to know them and then you get to kind of piece together. What is it they're really going for? Cause there's a, it's, there's a weird thing with jewelry where it does women specifically, it speaks to them and I've seen it and it, it, it's, it, you can't, there's no training guide or handbook that you can read about that, that teaches you this. You just have to be very observant. And I love it when the partner catches that glimpse or that smile, and then, you know, that's the ring there. And you know, the, the sale is done. The, the, the that's the ring. They love it. They're going to walk away with it. It's just a matter of hashing out what makes sense for them to spend and what tools we have in order to make it happen for them. But the sales done at that point. So I love those are the little sort of like in poker, there's tells. That's the biggest tell because you want it to be a less the most least complicated experience of your life. Mm -hmm. um, marriage or specifically relationships. It's a huge thing that we we're social animals. So even in this time, we're at home with our partner and we're either getting to know whether or not we really love those people or damn, I don't know if, if this is necessarily the right thing. So it's, it's an interesting symbol that we that we use to kind of convey, hey, this is the person that is going to drive me nuts for the rest of my life. So and I'm good with that. So it's it's, an, it's I love that. I don't I think I think that that sort of. Uh, attention to detail, like you just paid attention to the seats, which I, it eluded me, which is brilliant. Never thought of that actually. So 
it, it's a, it's, it's all in the details. Right. So I find that in terms of connecting and with diamonds, like there's this misconception and I know we weren't going to get into the nitty gritty or the specs of diamonds. Cause for some people, it could be an interesting thing for some people. It could just be like, Hey, if it shines nice and it's the right price, that's what, what matters to most. I get that. And I respect that too. But um, yeah, there's, there's common misconceptions. A lot of people think that with diamonds, you have to have the purest clarity because uh, that's all that matters. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're paying for something that you literally can't see to the naked eye, which is the key thing, can you see it with the naked eye? If you can see it with the naked eye, then we have something to talk about. But if you can't see it with the naked eye, then why are you going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on something you're necessarily not going to even see? It's just, a, for lack of a better word, a money grab, right? So now we're getting specifically turning into diamonds specifics in terms of, you know, wanting to be that diamond, everyone's diamond guy. That's one of the tidbits and advices I can give is don't fall prey to um, specs because specs isn't necessarily the only thing. And by specs, I mean specifications of a diamond. So there's usually the four C's, uh, which are cut, color, clarity, and carat weight. Those are what determine um, the characteristics of any diamond, really. So, um, again, not to say that clarity isn't the end-all, be-all, because some people, if they can afford it, if they enjoy it, why not? Hey, you know, power to you. But um, especially here in the Maritimes, it's all about having that money work for you. So if you're able to save money on a piece of jewelry or a diamond specifically, then there is enough money for the boat and the bike and the paddleboard and the property and the acres of land. So it, you got to... I don't know, at least I've come to the understanding of the way the market here thinks and, and, and works. And I'm very respectful of that because I am as very much a guest uh, here. Uh, I want to be part of the community. So I have to be um, always respectful of that. There is a balance. And I think that a lot of retailers don't do that. The, the, and the bottom line is how much money you're a number, you're not a person. And that, we're not, I'm not about that philosophy specifically. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, I think, so one of the, the things that, um, that I really like again is, is the experience, but let's take a step back and look at how do you create that experience? So you talked about you inherit people, some are great, some, there's some opportunity to grow. How does someone like you, who's managing a team mm -hmm. in the retail space, create such a consistent experience for for your clients or your customers uh, and no matter who they're talking to in the store, how do you do that? You do it by uh, leading by example. So you, you got to show that you can do it yourself. I've run across a lot of uh, teams with where the leadership, they're not the best. You have to be the best in order to lead. If you're not, then they're not going to want to take that ownership of, of, of following through because you as a leader aren't providing that guidance. So I'm very hands-on, so I'll lead by example. So it's kind of like a proud papa moment where they're talking to a client, you're not even involved, but when you're pulled into the sale, they're, you're backing up exactly what they said verbatim. That's just the kind of chemistry we have. 
Um, but how did I get there? Which is a really good question is um, you get to, you have to track it, right? So if it doesn't, if you don't track it, it doesn't exist. Obviously I'm not going to bore you with KPIs. We all know what they are um, in terms of measuring, you know, whether it's traffic, whether it's average sale, whether it's um, items per sale and so forth, we all have those measures, right? But more than tracking it is, is how do you give effective feedback in order for them to get better? And how do they feel? And do they feel that in you know, genuinely, are you there to make them better, or is this just another gig or another job, right? So, what I've been able to do um, personally is with the team, I've flipped the script. So the team is now my customer, it's my client. Mm, yeah, not just. So I'm selling myself every day. I'm in there, and. Obviously, it's it's going to be two years, and specifically Barb and Katie, who are literally my left and right arm in in, in the store. They know me by they they know me, so they know my personality. They've gotten to know me, but they can tell well when I'm selling them something or when, whether I'm being me, and that's cool. Yeah. Very, it's very rare. It's a hard thing to get. So, um, the biggest thing is when you're doing follow up when you're when you are tracking um, everything. So you got to observe everything, and a lot of a lot of leadership fails to do that in terms of being out on the floor. They're always on the, in the back room and we are bombarded by emails. We got transferred. We got so many, you know, admin things to do um, that we're, we're not out there observing sales. And again, it could get frustrating because, you know, it's Fredericton. It's not Toronto where you're blasted by waves of hundreds of people at any given time versus here. You can see maybe 10 people the whole day, but the one thing that I've been able to kind of uh, give as feedback and, and, and have them grow and learn is it just takes one person to go from zero to hero, especially in the diamond industry. Um, it, it's, it's a type of sales. Like we sell everything else, right? We have silver, we have beautiful gold, um, beautiful colored stones, watches and so forth, but make no mistake. We're in the diamond industry. And when you focus on building that relationship you got to know what works for you. So everybody has their personalities and I try to bring out their personalities within a training system that we offer at Michael Hill. So, you know, how to break down a sale, which is the first, how to approach, right? So if you approach a customer, um, what's your non-business opening line, so to speak. Uh, And that's something we track. That's just a simple example. If you're in the middle of a sale, what questions are you consistently asking questions that are probing, specifically to what the needs are. Uh, and there's usually four or five. Um, like, what's the occasion? When's the occasion? Um, who's it for? And what have you bought or seen before? Or something like that. To that effect, I'm probably butchering it right now. But because I'm always free-flowing. I'm, I'm, always, I'm a better freestyler than... But that's the, the tool that we use to measure that works for the team and the ladies there. So... Um, they're consistent in following that. And so, and then, then using their, their personalities with it. So in terms of really being able to relate, right. So there's a lot of things that a lot of people miss in conversation. For me, the one thing that I love to talk about is travel because I've traveled to tons of places. I've always traveled since I was 16. So I love talking about travel because if somebody has been to the place that you've been to, you can reminisce about the cool things about that place and especially now that we're not able to travel, talking about travel is even more. That's why I've been, you know, on a side thing, working on travel pictures because it connects us, right? As, as, as human beings, it kind of 
broadens our mind in a way, right? So travel is something that's a topic that I tend to use, uh, and the and the ladies love that. Um, and sorry, the team rather. Um, so th- those are the things or strategies that we put in place to sort of be authentic, but also create an environment where the customer can also feel feel um, authentic as well. So like, and I can dive into any realm. I can we can talk about uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, or we can talk about. Uh, neuroscience and you know cell division you know like it doesn't it any talk like I love knowing about everything just to have something to talk about and I also in turn I learn so I I, that is contagious I kind of you know make the team out to be like little mini detectives so when they do go out there and do interact with people they find out as much information about them as possible which in turn turns into great customer service which in turns you know, creates an everlasting relationship, which people feel great to hang out and even just say hi. And I tell that all the time, Hey, you don't have to, you can come to the store and say hi, you don't have to buy anything. And we've really created that environment for when that customer that on the way out say, Hey, he's the best. He's the guy that hangs out when I've told him, Hey, you don't have to, you're just saying hi. So, you know, like basically you want to be in, in business, but specifically in what I do, but I think in business too, is you want to be their go-to person, um, whether it's your go-to mechanic, your go-to diamond person. Um, if you create enough of a bond, that's what's going to sustain you. And that's, what's going to give you repeat business. I haven't like my success year, year over year growth is specifically indebted to repeat business. That's what saved me through Christmas. That's what saved me through January, February. I was on a roll up until this thing happened I'm up on the year, so I'm happy about that. But it's because we've been able as a team, as a core, been able to understand that, you know, people, which is, it seems like a simple thing, love to be treated like people. And in turn, with respect, want to be heard, understood. And at a jewelry store, I guess it's a hard thing to come by. So I'm just happy that we've been able to establish something that's that's unique and and. and something that can offer assistance to, to everyone. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know about diamonds. You don't have to spend, I can tell you that right now, you don't have to spend $1,000 on a diamond to get a beautiful diamond. You can spend what you feel you need to spend. So um, I think that's been part of the success is that I, our t- as a team, we're, we're really in sync with that philosophy. Awesome. And it's genuine. Yeah, so so what I've come away with on the, the team development side is one inspect what you expect right you gotta you gotta be paying attention mm-hmm. two lead by example mm-hmm. and three is track 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 right sure. Even little, like the opening lines you're talking I, I think that's huge and and you know in in sales centers and call centers with large sales teams they do that um but we sometimes don't think about it in retail but i know um in, in previous lives i'll say you know i've been mm-hmm. any whether it's um you know working back at the gas station or doing like um you know, testing out my, my the, testing the waters in the brand ambassador role where I'm just hanging out, promoting a brand for fun. Yeah. But we're trying things. Hey, what works? What doesn't? I mean, for me, it was uh, my, my dad does wood carving and he had me at trade shows when I was 10. That's cool. And I'd be like, Hey, how's it going? And I, you know, and, and it, it evolved to the point where um, he does, the, the carvings are about uh, like they're fish and ducks and, and animals. And I'd say, go ahead, feel free to touch. Most of them don't bite. And that became my entry line. And I apologize to people on boots next to me at any time I'm at a store with them. 
I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're going to get so sick of hearing this, but let me tell you it works. They're like, it's all good. So yeah, tracking that stuff um, is, is such a huge thing that a lot of people I think take for granted. So Jonathan, I want to jump in and I want to take you through what I call the lightning round. And I didn't really prepare you for this, but okay. this is the fun part. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions mm. uh, just to, to learn a little bit more about you personally. So as we know, coffee is for closers. What's your favorite kind of coffee or comparable drink? Ooh. Um, if I really need that extra kick, a flat white. Okay. It's like super espresso. Like, I don't know how many shots of espresso with steam. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, sure. Second question What's the number one book or movie you would recommend to sales reps or sales leaders? Ooh, number one book. Uh, it's a book by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Simon Sinek. Oh, yes. But uh, I believe it's Ask Why. Start with why. Start with why, yeah. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, that. absolutely. Because it's, it, it's, it's with, with business, like we're told numbers, which is fine. I get it. Like numbers are a result. You need numbers. And again, back to tracking and all that stuff, it's important. And it, it gives you a visual. So I can walk into any store, any Michael Hill store, and look at a back wall and know where tr- and spot trends right away. Who's the bottom? Who's the top performer? Um, how am I able to be that agent of change right away? How do I make the result? So tracking is, 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 is huge, but there's also that sort of soul component with that book that Simon Sinek eloquently does to start with why to really find your, your purpose that's that that combined with the other um, physical um, representations of or what our results are, it, you're an unstoppable force. So, yeah, I, I think that would be the book I would recommend for leaders specifically. Um, movie. Damn, I don't know. There's so many. Like for fun or for business? Uh, ideally for, for business to help with sales. Like uh, I remember my, my a fun my, one. Uh, boiler room. Yeah, that's that's actually the first one I was told to watch. I started a call center and they said, go watch Boiler Room. And I'll tell you, it's a great movie, especially yeah. when you take it, you, you delete the context of all the negativity. Well, um, yeah. But always be closing, right? So that, that I guess, like, um, I think we touched upon it before. You were at um, a few conferences before. Uh, I think it was end of the year, if I'm not mistaken, December-ish. Was it in Vegas? Uh, February. Yeah. February. Sorry, February. See, my like when I'm in retail, my... My time frame is, is, is always lost, but like um, you got to have those, um, the consistency factor of always knowing, okay, this like it, it gets draining, but that rinse and repeat mentality is what gives you, gets you to success. Cause you're, you're, and if you look at it as that you're constantly honing your craft, then it becomes fun. And, 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 but you have to do it. You got to keep doing it, keep doing it. And as many times, and it sounds, you know, silly, but as many times as you fall, you get back, like you have to do it in order to, you know, become excellent. So that's what it is, is, is that consistency factor um, in that always be closing thing, tying it back to the movie. Mm. <laughs> I, I, the, I think my favorite part of the movie is when uh, Vin Diesel's character, um, makes the comments as, you know, or I forget what he says, but then he covers the phone and just sits in silence. He doesn't actually close. He just asks the question unless the silence sit. And 
that's one of the most powerful things. And then the doctor comes back and says, I'll take however, a thousand shares or whatever it is. Um, but that yeah, those silences, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. So um, awesome. So who is somebody that you would consider to be a mentor in your life or have in the past? Um, well, obviously my father, but he's no longer with me. Um, cause I learned a lot from what he did. Um, yeah, being part of the church and running a church and, Cause that's, that's a business onto its own, even though we don't really consider it. Um, Cause you are helping people and making an impact in, in their lives and stuff like that. But um, I did learn a lot in terms of the psychological connection with, with understanding on how to, you know, help people and really get them out of those, you know, immobilized states of hopelessness to, uh, becoming, um, you know, whether it's a productive member of society, but just a better version of themselves, basically. So that was huge in terms of seeing that and growing up in that environment, seeing how well he executed that. But not only that, I was always, uh, so being in that environment, I was always surrounded by the prophets and the apostles and the evangelists that would roll through. So I'd be able to pick their brains because they usually, because we had a bigger house, so they would stay at our house for the weekend, if they had, let's say, Sunday was their, their their day to do their thing at this church or another church, they would they would stay at my place. So I would learn from them and pick their brains in terms of how they see. And again, we're talking about from a religious, spiritual, uh, specifically aspect, but it definitely um, touched um, touched me in a way where um, I generally do have an empathy for people because I've seen what they can be on the lowest of the low and I've seen them go be the best of the best and have a family and a career and, you know, from despair to, 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 to being, you know, completely happy and successful. So, yeah, I would say definitely that environment and those men there different. I won't go into names cause there's too many, but um, we're, we're, we're good mentors um, growing up and sort of, learning the craft, but in terms of leaders, pretty much I've learned from every manager um, that I've had throughout my career. Um, not that there's, there hasn't been less than qualified manager, but you still learn from those people too. Yeah. I've learned to manage managers from bad managers. <laughs> but currently in terms of my role and what I've seen is, you know, the, 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 the management or the executive team here, um, I've been able to learn from too, because um, they're about that. They, they, you know, we do sit in the back and not just talk numbers, but there is sort of like a book club, book recommendations that we do and we read up on and we try to hone our craft. Um, so I've learned from a lot of, you know, in TD, there's great, 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 great leadership uh, that I learned from um, that I'll never forget. Tell us, same thing. Um, the, the, just that they, they got that human component to business if, if there is such a thing, but you know what I mean? Like there, it's, it's, and there is obviously, but it's, it's back to that, that, that human component. I think that's what is going to, you know, separate everybody from the rest is, is if you're able to be that, um, that calming, that understanding, that level headed. Cause again, we often forget we're the expert in our industry. So we have to act as such. They're coming to you 
specifically because there's they don't they're not an expert in in what they're coming to you for. So how do I make that easiest or how do I make that the path of least resistance? Because again, it's it it takes something for a human being to admit I need help for one to begin, and then you're you know they're vulnerable and they're coming to you. And then at the same time, they want to be understood, listened to, and heard because they don't know. And then once you're able to bridge that gap, then you're able to build on that relationship and really offer whatever product and service um, or problem you're solving. Right? It, it's even, it's more impactful. I, I guess is what I'm getting at. How impactful are you being in your business? Um, that makes them feel like they don't want to go anywhere else. And I think that's the key. Yeah, absolutely. I've got one last question that I got to ask you because I think it's the most fun. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Ooh. I don't know if it's strange. I sing to myself. So depending on like... Yeah, like I'll think to myself to hype myself up, you know, kind of like the equivalent to like a rapper has like a hype man. Yeah. Well, so I'll hype myself up with, you know, lyrics to a song. I won't go, go into the songs because then you'll know my secret. <laughs> yeah. <But> I'll, uh, you know, maybe Taylor Swift. But anyway, no, um, well, no, I'm half kidding. But uh, yeah, like I'll psych myself up with that. Like I'll sing, I'll sing to myself. So, so guys, this is sales team rescue episode 44. This is Jonathan Arango from Michael Hill. You can reach out directly to Jonathan, Jonathan.Arango at michaelhill.com. You can visit the Michael Hill website at michaelhill.ca. Um, if you're in Canada, doc, michaelhill.com. If you're, I mean, you, you're, you're in a bunch of countries, so they can find yeah. you. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so reach out to Jonathan, though, if you want um, some some great advice around diamonds, around bling, <laughs> yeah. uh, watches, anything. Reach out to Jonathan. I know he would be happy to speak with you. Jonathan, thank you so much for being on Sales Team Rescue. Oh, no. Thanks, Jeremy, thank for having for me. Thank you your time. Um, guys, as you know, uh, we are live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to check out this replay or replay the previous episodes, go to salesteamrescue.com and we will see you next week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, Book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.